Hello, and welcome back to Career Chronicles. I'm Margot Kay, and I'm a high school student interviewing young professionals about their career paths. Today, I am so excited to be interviewing Jill Rubinger. Jill is a lawyer at Latham & Watkins in D.C., and today we are going to be talking about her experiences during law school, finding a job towards the end of it, and what it's been like to live in the real world. And she's even going to touch on ways law school prepared her for her job and some areas where she had to play catch up. It was so great talking to Jill and she has some awesome things to share. So let's get to it. Would you mind starting it off by introducing yourself and sharing what your job is? Yeah, uh, my name is Jill Rubinger um, and I am a an associate at the law firm Latham & Watkins, which is um, a big law firm that has a bunch of offices all over the world. Gotcha. Um, I'm a second year. Um, I graduated law school in 2019. I'm 26. <laughs> very cool. So it sounds like you're in the very beginning stages of this job, but what does your day kind of look like um, every day? So I guess it, it depends really um, on the day. So a little bit more background on what I do. Um, I do all transactional work. So mm -hmm. primarily mergers and acquisitions. So if you own a company and want to buy another one, I'm your girl. <laughs> and um, also capital markets, which is um, basically selling securities to like in a company. So if you want to take a company public, we can help with that process also. Yeah. Um, so those two things. So is a majority of that work like contracts or like what specifically are you going through to do those things so i also had all of these questions before i started especially <laughs> because um i didn't learn this kind of stuff in law school law mm. school prepares you a lot more to do things like go to court or write a brief and you know analyze case law but when you do corporate work it is a lot of um, logistics reading contracts um, mm -hmm. and kind of making sure that a bunch of moving pieces are moving forward and are, you know, in sync. Um, so you have to be good at communicating. You have to be clear. Mm -hmm. Being a good writer doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, but it's, a, yeah, a lot of communication. Um, whereas, you know, if you're on the kind of the opposite side of being a lawyer, um, it, you can kind of do your work on your own and then turn it in to have somebody review it and right. then you like submit it to a court or submit it, you know, yeah. I, don't really need, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> for me, I'm, you know, constantly communicating with clients, with my supervisors, with people who are doing, you know, reviewing contracts from a healthcare perspective or mm -hmm. from a, um, you know, employment, like benefits perspective or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice to like have it, like I have a social life through work mm -hmm. through doing that. And, um, it teach, teaches you how to run a big process smoothly. Um, yeah. So I guess my, I, I know your an original question was what does my normal day look like? It definitely varies. Um, yeah. it, depends on, you know, how many projects I'm on and 
all of that, but also what like stage of a project I'm in. So, right. you know, a classic mergers and acquisition project, when you start, the, the person, like let's say you're representing somebody who wants to buy a company, you have to look at all of the contracts and stuff like that that be- belong to the company that they want to buy to make sure there's yeah. nothing that raises a red flag. Um, and that's called diligence. So that's like the beginning stages. And then once you're done with that, you move into like negotiating the contracts that will be, you know, that will make the deal come to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, you just have people sign a bunch of things and you close the deal. And right. then gets transferred. <laughs> um, so that part's kind of boring, but the middle <laughs> part is pretty cool. The negotiation part. And that's what like kind of drew me to this type of work. Um, if you know that push and pull where you're trying to, you know, get everybody to a place where they're happy. Um, And that's my favorite part of this type of law is that like everyone leaves feeling like they won. Yeah. Um, And that's, you know, I don't want somebody to lose. Yeah. So that actually brings me to uh, a question I had, which is, is that kind of the main thing that um, made you take this path as opposed to being like a court lawyer or something like that? Yeah, I think that my, like, what I think that I'm good at plays well to what I do in a day to, on a day-to-day basis. Um, For sure. Which is, you know, making sure I'm organized, making sure I'm communicating all of the things that we need to get something to the finish line, and um, reading and writing, which is important for any lawyer, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, no matter what type of law you do. Um, I also think this work is cool. Like I mm-hmm. find it interesting, um, especially this IPO work, which is um, not going to lie, a ton of work, but <laughs> it's really cool when you started a project and then you turn on MSNBC and this company that you have been working for for the past six months is now a publicly traded company. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, like that's really, it. it's really cool to see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not familiar. What does IPO like signify? Oh, it's um, initial public offering. So let, let's say there's a private company that's held by a bunch of sh- uh, like a few shareholders, like the owner mm-hmm. and some like people who've invested in it when it started and some of the employees. So an IPO is when you create or like you take the company to be traded mm-hmm. publicly. So you or I could buy a stock in that company once they have completed an IPO, but before gotcha. that we couldn't. Gotcha. Um, so, like, if you like any kind of stock that you want to buy, it has to be from a public company, unless mm-hmm. you, know, you meet all these qualifications to buy mm-hmm. it in a private company. Um, so it's pretty cool because it, you know, it, people like like perk up when they hear about these, um, yeah, because it it makes the company accessible to me and you as opposed to just, you know, a select few Mm -hmm. um, private investors. Um, So I think that's really interesting, but it's like for most companies, it's the biggest thing they've ever done. Right. So it's a ton of work Um, and they're always confused (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, you don't go public twice. You don't, you know, take that transition twice. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and so that process similarly is reviewing the, co- the company's documents to see 
what if anything needs to be um, disclosed because when you do this this offering the IPO mm-hmm. you have to submit everything to the SEC this um, Securities and Exchange Commission and they read all the documents make sure you're not committing fraud things like that um, and they have a bunch of rules so you have to make sure you comply with the rules mm-hmm. and so we look at you know what the company has and we say, okay, how are we going to comply with these rules and then break it down for the company. And that is when, um, like the actual writing of the language comes in. Yeah. Um, and so we write language to, you know, disclose what we need to and tell the story of the company, which I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, like this is our background. This is how we started. This is our financials. That part isn't as interesting to me. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's cool because it's like all I've done these like tech IPOs and I don't know. It's it's an interesting place to be right now, especially because all these tech companies are so hot. Definitely. So Mm -hmm. was that part of the um, like kind of aspect of your job that you said law school didn't really focus as much on um, or was that? a different part of it um I would say everything I do (laughs) I didn't learn like I learned how to think like a lawyer in law school like analytically and you know look at things from all angles and all of the stuff that they say that you'll learn in law school but the you know day-to-day I didn't learn how to use excel in law school yeah we use excel all the time now yeah. Um, Did your company have so, some kind of training at the beginning to help you get through all of that? Or what was that learning curve like? So I took a class in college, which I highly recommend to all of your listeners. Take something to teach you Excel because you will need it in almost any job yeah. that you have as a young professional. Um, and it's there is a learning curve. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of confusing. So I would definitely say <laughs> do that. <laughs> Um, because I do have like a team at work that I can go to and say, Hey, I want this spreadsheet to do this. Can you help me with it? And they can do it. And they're amazing because it's literally their job, but I want to be able to, you know, keep it moving forward. Or if I want to add something, I don't want to have to keep going back to them every time. Um, so things like that. And then also just, I I think a lot of the stuff that I do at work is kind of just a normal you know, human interaction skills, something mm-hmm. that you don't learn in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like, okay, like, does this, wh- what does the tone of this email need to be? Like, that's not something you can learn. It's just something you figure out as right. you go along. Yeah. Um, what was, um, I don't really know the process of like finding a job out of law school. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. Um, so it, Depends on what kind of job you want. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Um, Typically, how the process goes, at least for me and most of my friends, um, you, after your first year of law, law school is three years. After your first year of law school, you um, do some type of internship. I did mine like in a, at a public, like for the Department of Justice, which Mm -hmm. is an agency in DC. Um, And that was super interesting and very cool. And a lot of my friends also did 
internships for government agencies that that year. Um, and then you get back for your second year to school and they have on campus interviewing for a bunch of private law firms. So mm-hmm. um, it's for us, it started, you know, early August, right before classes started. And it's so it's pretty weird. So it's like it's like sorority rush. Oh wow! Um, it kind of but like in suits, um, or any type of recruiting event. Yeah, where you, it's like a lot of people being recruited at once. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the same for like consultants. Um, so you do multiple rounds of interviews. You basically put in what we called a bid list of we ranked law firms from one to fifty. And you get matched with the ones that match you back. Mm -hmm. Um, And you do 20 first round interviews in like a day or two. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so they're short and they're like weird (laughs) and awkward, but you get through them. And then they have um, stuff called callbacks, which is where the law firm will invite you to their office. So Mm -hmm. I was interviewing in both DC and New York. Um, So I got to travel, which was pretty fun. And I went to DC for like a week. Oh, wow. And did interviews. I had like one per day scheduled because those are longer. You Mm -hmm. go to lunch with them, you meet with four people, um, and you get to see the office. And it's more of an in-depth, like you can ask more questions. They ask you more about yourself. and then after that interview, you can get an offer mm-hmm. if they extend an offer to you. Um, and so I did, you know, as I said, 20 first round interviews and probably took like uh, like seven callbacks mm-hmm. um, and then narrowed it down from there. Yeah. Um, I think that it was fun. Some people hate it. <laughs> It, it depends on how outgoing you are, but, you know, I, I thought it was fun to be able to go to New York for a few days and go to D.C. for a few days, and they put you up in hotels. Yeah, it's nice. nice. So was that securing a job for after law school? Good question. <laughs> um, so that is to secure your job for the summer after your second year. Okay. But typically, if so you go and do your summer program um you're a summer associate Mm -hmm. um and at at the end of that summer typically barring any crazy circumstances you get a an offer to return after Uh, your third year of law school and then the summer after your third year of law school you're taking the bar so you don't do anything until you start work gotcha so like you're looking in dc in new york but like you're looking long term not just for the summer yes um, which is probably the most stressful part about the entire process. Yeah. Because you're making this huge life, life decision. For me, I was, what, 24? I had no idea <laughs> where, like, where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, like, D.C. seemed cool. New York seemed cool. Atlanta also seems cool. And I, you know, would like to move back here eventually. And I knew that going into my interview process. But that's pretty much the only thing I knew. Yeah. I don't want to live in Atlanta immediately but I want to live there eventually and then the rest was kind of (laughs) fill in the blanks yeah yeah um but so I chose my job really because I liked the people which is a what I've made a lot of decisions based on whether I like people or not yeah I 
like it's really like I I like doing that like I (laughs) made my law school decision and college decisions based on people that I met and I chose my law firm based on people that I met as opposed to like prestige or Mm -hmm. you know like the rankings on the internet like it doesn't really matter yeah um so when it comes down to it it's like okay are you going to be able to like get along with all the people you're with and like them and especially if you're going to a law firm that's super important because you spend so much time together (laughs) (laughs) um was your first summer at that at the place you are now um pretty crazy was it kind of like the first year of like getting out of med school or was it a little bit laid back (laughs) it's so fun okay (laughs) (laughs) if if anyone listening to this is becoming a lawyer and gets a summer associate job like take advantage of it Mm -hmm. you know meet as many people (laughs) as you can there's like happy hours almost every night oh yeah you get taken out to like fancy lunches (laughs) and you don't have that much work it's amazing it's like summer camp so nothing like getting out of med school. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> right. Right. Um, that's awesome. And then when you get out of law school and start, that's when, I mean, it's not, it's not like I didn't know what, like I saw how hard people worked. I knew what I was getting into. And I will say that like, at least I've had an experience where I, I do work hard, but I ha- I get to have a life too. Yeah. That's nice. Um, yeah. So um, when you were maybe in college or like leading up to law school um, and you had kind of like maybe an idea of what being a lawyer meant and what it looked like, is that uh, it might be hard for you to remember, but do you think that was very accurate to like what your life is now? Um, so I guess I had a I had better insight into it than some people because there are lawyers in my family. Yeah. Um, my mom's a lawyer and she does, she doesn't do the same stuff as me, but she does, it's like kind of similar, Mm -hmm. um, to what I do. And so I knew it was a lot of, you know, email exchange and not just going to court. (laughs) Um, and I thought that my mom's job was just a bunch of acronyms when I was younger. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I still kind of think it is, but (laughs) I, I realized that it's just kind of learning the lay of the land for something pretty specific and then being able to counsel people yeah. on how to navigate that landscape. Um, and that's basically what being a lawyer is boiled down to like two sentences. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but I don't know if I, I mean, I guess I kind of saw that. I had no idea what I was getting what I was really getting into. I just knew I liked some of the things that I thought lawyers did. And so I went to law school. Yeah. So when did you decide that you wanted to go to law school and be a lawyer? Um, so that was, I would say like my June, the summer of my junior year in college, it was pretty late. Um, up until then I had wanted to work in fashion. Oh, Big and shift. did internship. I know, right? <laughs> I did internships and things like that, and like fashion and like doing graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, and but my major in school was rhetoric and writing, and so I thought maybe I would combine the two and go work for a magazine or something like that, um, because I had these two things that I loved. It was you know 
fashion and design and things like that. And then also, you know, like the analytical Mm -hmm. part of writing and, you know, so it was two pretty different things. And my junior year summer, I applied to a fat, like a internship for a fashion blog that I loved at the time. And also for an internship on the Hill, Mm -hmm. um, on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. And I got the one on Capitol Hill and didn't get the one <laughs> at the at the blog. And I'm not saying that made my decision for me, but it definitely <laughs> showed me that there was like another path that I could take yeah. that wasn't the one that I always expected to go on. Yeah. Um, and I still love fashion and I still, you know, am interested in that and you mm-hmm. know, always have like the Vogue website up as a tab on my <laughs> computer at work, but that doesn't I it's just something that I like now kind of in addition to, to the work that I do. Yeah. Um, where did you go to undergrad? I went to the university of Texas in Austin. Okay. So what was after you kind of decided, um, you know, that summer you were talking about like going on the law route, um, what did your, did your college life kind of change at all in terms of like classes or like, did you have to do anything to um, get to the steps to be able to apply to law school? Mm-hmm. Um, so classes wise, no, because I was in a major that was really geared towards people who wanted to go to law school. Gotcha. Um, and my minor was business. So that mm. kind of lent itself well to, yeah. to anything, but to law school, especially And then I did have to take the LSAT. So I had to study for and take the LSAT, which is the test you take to get into law school, which was, you know, kind of crappy my senior year to have to do that. Um, So, you know, taking that earlier is definitely beneficial Mm -hmm. um, because the score doesn't expire for a few years and it's, you know, nice to just have it under your belt. Yeah. Um, but I was, I studied abroad my sophomore year spring, mm-hmm. um, or junior year spring, junior year spring. <laughs> and so when people were studying for the LSAT, then I was abroad. Um, I would recommend 100% going abroad over studying for the LSAT <laughs> for that semester, but it is something I had to do when I got back. Yeah. Uh, is the LSAT the kind of thing like the SATs or ACTs where you're like, trying to do it multiple times or is it a one-time thing so I took it twice and got the same score (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) so but it really varies by person it it is the kind of test where it's like a learned test so you want to study for it really hard right because you learn how to take it um there are like tricks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but you want to get it done in one shot but you definitely don't have to and I've heard of some people raising their score by like it's out of 180 and I've heard of people raising their score by like six points, like crazy numbers. Um, so it's not terrible to take it twice or three times, but it's only offered a few times a year. So you have to wait for a while to take it again. Yeah. What is one thing that stood out to you that you are really glad you did that was helpful towards your career? So I think I, I mentioned this earlier and it wasn't really towards my career, but like just towards my life generally was um, studying abroad during college. Yeah. Um, I think it was really 
good for me to kind of get out of my bubble and out of my comfort zone and get, you know, a sense of independence that nothing I had done previous to that had really given me. Um, I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like traveling by myself a lot, like not alone, alone, but just, you know, going Mm -hmm. planning trips and um, like learning things in a different language and stuff like that. And kind of understanding like, you know, different cultures and seeing the world, but really it was just like learning how to kind of be by myself for real. Um, and I thought, yeah, I think that that like set me up well for everything that was to come. Um, and then I am really glad I went to UVA for law school, um, which is where I went. Mm. I thought it was a great experience. My professors were amazing and I learned a ton about a bunch of different stuff that I never thought I would learn about. And I made a lot of good friends. So I guess those two things, one is kind of career oriented and the other one isn't. Yeah, no, that's awesome. All right. Well, those are all the questions I have. Um, Thank you so, so much again for doing this. Yeah, of course. That was great. Another big thank you to Jill for a great interview. That was super informative. And I loved her tip about taking an Excel class at some point in your college career because she is right. I've heard from a lot of people through this podcast that you will need some kind of Excel knowledge in your pocket. From my conversation with Jill, I learned, at least for her type of law specifically, that if you are someone who is very communicative, can work well with others, and you enjoy reading documents and maybe analyzing them as well, then maybe being a lawyer like her would be a great job for you. That is all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye!